Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Journal Podcast. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about some big life questions. Um, <laughs> I like to do this thing where I lay in bed sometimes and I imagine a life where I had all the answers. You know, those big questions like what happens after death and, you know, is there a heaven? How did I get here? Is there life after humans? You know, a life where those questions are answered. So I guess I'm just going to talk about a question that I find interesting and maybe a couple more. Something I was recently thinking about is how much that's in our brain. Like how much do we not know that we know? Um, I'm going to try to explain this by using a little bit of an example. When I was nine years old. I stuck my finger in a fan because it was blowing on me. It was bothering me. And I stuck my finger in to stop it. And um, I ended up in the hospital. It was really bad. Anyway, um, I told everyone that I knew that this happened because I was on a workout machine and I accidentally put it, my finger in the fan. That was just not true. Um, But there came a point where I think I forgot that that was the case. You know, it didn't matter anymore. I was, whatever, 16, 18 years old. And I'm still telling that same story. And then one day I just remembered, you lied at nine years old because you didn't want to look stupid. Why are you still lying? Eight plus years later, you know, why was that still the story I was telling? I think I really convinced myself that that was the truth. Which makes me wonder what else I convinced myself of. No, I know there are stupid things like oh, I don't like this guy. Like, I convince myself not to like him. I convince myself I don't like him, um, so I won't, you know, whoever that may be. Uh, And I know that happens a lot. And I'm sure other people have experienced that as well. But what else is there? I don't know. I know there are other deeper things. Like if I make a big mistake and I ruin something, like a friendship or a friend group or something bigger than that, I tell myself, 
wasn't your fault for whatever reason. And maybe I convince myself of that, maybe I don't. But whether I believe what I tell myself, it doesn't make the truth any less real. But I'm curious, what's more beneficial for you? You know, is it more beneficial to tell yourself that lie so you can feel better about yourself? Or is it more beneficial to face something head on? Some would say that, you know, it's a beautiful, ignorant bliss not to know. But I know many would argue, you know, similar to exposure therapy, I guess, that in order to get past your fears, and to grow. You have to expose yourself to them and experience them. I think that's probably a little bit more technical and probably more proven to be correct. But I think it definitely depends on the situation. I'm sure there are other questions that you guys are all thinking of, but I do have at least one more that I wanted to talk about. What creates our values and what make something hold such importance to us. I know I grew up in a Catholic family with a Catholic mother and a dad that was converted to Catholicism. And I grew up going to religion class with my brother as well. And that was an every Sunday thing. Go to church, you go to religion class in the afternoon. And I think that was kindergarten through eighth grade. Yeah. And I got to high school and my brother, who's a year older than me, no longer practiced Catholicism or any other religion. And... For whatever reason, I did. I am still Catholic. I still attend church every day. Seven plus years after being forced to go every Sunday. And now, now, this is the craziest part. Is my parents aren't even really practicing Catholics. 
how they go when I'm home from college. And they go on holidays, of course. But they aren't consistent. And makes me wonder why it's stuck with me. There's so many other things like that, you know. Yes, I'm Catholic. Um, and I decided I wanted to save myself for marriage. And I really couldn't tell you when I made that decision in my life. But at some point, I did. And I know I had talked about this before. But yes, at some point I made that decision. And... I'm sticking to that. That's what I believe. That's what I want to do. But that's not something that was pressed upon me by anyone in my life. Not even through church. Not my family. No one. So I wonder how that became a part of my beliefs. My political beliefs are interesting as well. I grew up in a very conservative area, surrounded by a lot of friends and family with conservative views. And I always had more liberal opinions. And I went to college and I still had liberal opinions. But I went to a college that had mostly, almost entirely, very liberal students who even saw my liberal opinions as somewhat conservative just because they were so so liberal. Um, interesting because again on the other spectrum my brothers conservative um, I am pretty sure he's a registered Republican and my parents are both very neutral so it's easy to wonder how does one develop their opinions, their perspectives, their values. Of course, every person goes through their individual experiences, struggles, triumphs. And every individual comes away from those events in a completely different way. I guess it's kind of hard to imagine my life going in a different direction but I look at my brother whom I love and whom we get along very well and this is not a um, this is not 
like anything against him. It's just I look at my brother and I see how completely different my life could be if we had you know, more in common, if I were more like him or, you know, vice versa, if he were more like me. But we have little in common and we grew up in the same house in the same town. And we are two completely different people. something that I find very fascinating and I hope you guys do too know there are several other questions that I'm sure are on your minds that we could address I think something brief that I was just talking about with my friends earlier was the concept of sadness. Yes, I am a psychology major. I understand what happens with your serotonin levels and your dopamine levels and what happens in all parts of the brain, such as the basal ganglia. Like, I understand. But... doesn't help me understand any more or any better where sadness comes from. Yes, depression is a thing. It is a chemical imbalance. But it doesn't make it less weird when you're laying in bed and all of a sudden you're in tears. Why am I crying? Why are there tears dripping down my face right now? Nothing happened. No one died. At least not in the past five minutes. (laughs) I didn't get a weird text or a phone call or anything. I'm just laying here by myself. Alone with my thoughts. Yet the only thing going through my head is, why am I crying? Why is my throat swollen and my heart heavy? And my head throbbing? Where does that come from? I think that's a question that people can try to answer through science. Someone that's studying this, I personally just, I don't know if it can ever be answered the way I'd want it to be. sadness is 
is one feeling that just can't be matched. Those are just a couple of many, many questions that are, in my opinion, pretty unanswerable. But all we can try to do is answer them the best we can. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Journal Podcast. I hope you guys have a great night and I hope to talk to you all soon. Thanks again. Bye.